Welcome to the Glow Up Effect podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diana. Here at the Glow Up Effect, we're diving deep into mindset shifts, inspiration, and daily actions to help you thrive in your everyday. Let's get down to business and let's claim your glow up, girl. So welcome everyone to another episode of the Glow Up Effect podcast. This is season three as we've been navigating uh, the newest season. I have a fun guest with me today. I've had the pleasure actually to connect various of times. We're going to be working together later this year. Uh, Farhana Cannon, say hello. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to see what this year has in store for us because I know that we're going to create some killer things together. Yes, I'm so excited. So me and Farhana met, we connected on Instagram and she's like, uh, let's hop on a call, uh, a virtual tea time. You sent me the link. I was like, virtual tea time. That is so brilliant. I was like, I am down. So we connected and we've just been kind of back and forth. Um, Farhana has an awesome community and um, branding and marketing agency. Uh, And I just brought, I was like, you have to come on to tell me all about your work and share it with the glow getter community. So without further ado, why don't you just tell us about yourself? Who are you and what do you do? So my name's Rahana Cannon, and I'm a global social media and brand strategist and the founder of iMedia Exposure. So we work with a variety of different brands from startups to existing companies, and we help them create their marketing plan, their content, their branding, their sales and marketing funnels. We execute and manage their social media for them. Basically, we help our clients get in and connected with the perfect client for them. Mm -hmm. So we build those relationships with them. We make sure that they look great online, that their story and messaging is clear, and that anytime that anyone goes to any of their platforms online, people get it, get what they do, and are enticed to want to know more. Mm -hmm. So you give their brand a glow up? (laughs) Yes. Overall. (laughs) Uh, So basically, I wanted to ask you, jump straight to the point, like what really encouraged you to start this business? Or was it natural? Did it kind of fall on your lap? Um, Was it one of those accidental like, oh, shoot, like, I think I'm good at this. Like, tell us a little bit about how you got to to find this this passion. Well, I started my career, you know, in college, I did event marketing in New York City. Um, So that was super fun. And I worked for Latina Magazine, for Vitals Magazine, the style editor of the Today Show. And then I started working for different fashion brands, doing their merchandising, their sales, their marketing. Then I decided to leave New York and move back home to Boston. And I was doing event marketing again and product management and product launches for, you know, Moet Hennessy, for Kind Healthy Snacks, um, Wooly to Skincare, a couple of other brands. And what I realized is that these brands were spending a ton of money on all of these events, but they weren't fully utilizing social media to really get their message or promote their events before. And this was, you know, 15 years ago. The big brands were using social media as a tool. And, you know, some of the big brands were still trying to figure out what it was going to look like as a marketing tool as well. And I just saw that there was such an opportunity at such a low marketing cost to really break into the market, get in front of lots of viewers without having to spend a ton on traditional outlets. And 
I was like, okay, let's incorporate this. Let's incorporate this. I was working with these brands and I'm like, okay, we should definitely do this. Let's do this with the event marketing. And there was a lot of convincing and, oh, we don't know. That works for the big brands. I don't know if it'll work for us. And I was finally like, okay, let, no, this is going to work. I'm going to start my own agency and I'm going to have this clearly defined. And throughout the years, I created structures in how to implement this and utilize, you know, different principles for marketing. One of the kind of the key turning points for me was um, in 2011, I went to a Power Team International um, business development workshop and we were in Costa Rica. And I actually started abroad in Costa Rica. So I'm like obsessed with that place. Like I, I can't wait to go back, but I love it. Cool. I did not know that. Carry on. So um, I'm kind of a nerd and throughout the whole workshop, you know, the person leading at Bowash was giving suggestions to all these entrepreneurs that were in the workshop and I'm there raising my hand. Oh yeah, you could do this and try this on social media and you can do this and blah, blah, blah. And he, he goes to me, he's like, you know, you're really good at what you do. You should become a speaker. Mm. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not getting up in front of a ton of people and speaking at events and having everyone stare at me. Like that sounds absolutely terrible. And he goes, well, why do you do what you do? And I said, I love helping people live the lives that they love and grow their business and come up with creative strategies for them to do that. Mm. And he goes, no, you can do that for way more people if you get up on stage and speak to hundreds of people at the same time. And I kind of had like a little anxiety attack in my stomach and I was like, um, oh, yeah, that sounds terrible. And he goes, well, what are your goals? Do you want to grow your business? This is going to help you grow your business and you're going to be able to help more people all at the same time. So are you in it? And I was like, yep, sign me up. I'm down. I'm, yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> I love that. And I love how what the initial trigger was, was the people you were giving the advice to in um, these roles had hesitation. They were like, mm, because at that time, like social media wasn't on trend because now it's like, you know, you get on and everyone's like social media, social media, social media, like social media was, I feel like almost uncharted waters at that time. And no one could imagine the millions of dollars that would presently be poured into it. Right. So I love that you were like the mover and shaker, um, of your time. When I meet new clients, particularly like older clients, they look at me and they think that I'm probably like 15 years younger than I really am. And they're like, oh, did you study social media in school? And I'm like, oh, Facebook was created when I was in college. So definitely not. There was no marketing classes about social media. Yeah. I took it upon myself to read and learn and attend other people's workshops and you know, consistently with social media, you have to consistently learn because there's always a new platform. There's always a new tweak, a new change, a new strategy, a new algorithm. So it's one of those things that you can't just be like, oh yeah, I know this. It's like, I need to be learning new things every single day about mm -hmm. this. It takes absolutely experience and tangible skills versus like the book smarts. And I'm using air quotes here, um, like the book smarts that you get in college, because small side note, I also started a master's degree in communications um, at Northeastern. And my my specialty was going to be online communities and like social media. 
Um, and I only mention this because even in those courses where the focus was social media, I felt like it was not up to par with how social media was moving at that present time. Um, so that goes to show like the book smarts is cute and all, but like you really need to be in there experiencing yourself so then you can apply it to your client's work. So I definitely feel that. Um, but I wanted to ask you about how would you describe your work style at iMedia Exposure? How, um, what makes you a comforting and welcoming uh, client and business owner experience? So there's a couple of things that I probably do that are somewhat untraditional. I generally friend all of my clients. You know, I'm somewhat casual in my approach, but I'm also structured. Mm. So I, you know, I have weekly check-ins with my clients. I have task lists for them. I use tools like Asana and Google Drive to manage our projects. You know, I have my teams on there managing things, but then, you know, I'll be chatty with my clients and like I actually care about them as people. I care about their goals. You know, I look at what their goals are and I come up with creative strategies and I customize my packages and my programs to meet their needs, meet their budgets, meet where they're at in their business cycle, their business stage as well, mm -hmm. where I think a lot of companies are like, okay, yeah, we'll do this for you. And then they're MIA and there's no real relationship building there, or, you know, it's one size fits all, which we know that generally does not work. Um, so I like to really customize and tailor what I'm creating for the individual, the company, the brand, you know, the whole vibe of that. Mm -hmm. I love that. I'm wondering, when did you feel ready to go from like rolling solo to building a team? Because I feel like this might be something that people grapple with in terms of expansion, but also like needing the help because you feel like you're spreading yourself thin, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, that was something that I struggled with you know, figuring out because you want to, you have to do all these things as a solopreneur. And I started off as a solopreneur. I definitely had partners that would, you know, we would refer business for mm -hmm. certain things, work on projects together. So that was beneficial, you know, and I think that that's kind of a first step, you know, partner with people that are going to take on the pieces that you may not necessarily have the time or bandwidth to take on, but they're complimentary and it's going to help your client get to that next point. So I think starting that at that point, and then once you have diversified and created and created your collaboration network, moving into hiring people. And what is really important is that you have to manage people. You can't just say, hey, do this task, goodbye. You know, if you're paying somebody per project and it's a, an established company and established business, okay, yeah, that's fine. Like the partner situation we talked about, but when you have people working under you, you need to manage them, you need to assign them work, make sure they know how to do that work. So, you know, what I'm doing even more now is creating systems and structures and how-to manuals and a lot of how-to videos and having everything really organized, having all of the resources in your company in an organized place and you don't need to have this huge like back-end office like I use Google Drive to manage some files I use Asana to manage the tasks you know I'll throw up videos on a membership site for my team and on YouTube so I'm now repurposing those training videos whoever wants to see them on YouTube but you know, instead of me having to tell every single person in my team this is how you post on Planoly 
I'm just going to create a video and I'm going to assign you the task and you can go check that video if you forgot how to do something. Mm -hmm. I love the part that you said about managing because it made me think about like, you can hire a team, but the whole point you're hiring a team for is so that you run like a well-oiled machine. So if people don't know what they're doing or they're not on task and working efficiently, you're going to do the complete opposite of that, which results in like wasted time, money, and like energy. So um, it really made me think about like this whole like uh, well-oiled machine just navigating down the road here. Um, but I wanted to ask you what aspects of your mindset had to shift over time so that you could operate with confidence in being a solopreneur? Yeah, I think, you know, I've been very lucky to have had a lot of transformational growth and development in my life. I've been a part of, I've done a lot of landmark um, worldwide courses throughout my whole life. And so that kind of tackles all of those self-doubts, all of those things. And don't get me wrong, there's days where I'm like, this is awesome. And there's days when I'm like, God, I'm so overwhelmed and like, I want to, I want to sleep, but I can't sleep. So, you know, there's, there's all those moments. And I think every entrepreneur, any business owner, even if you've been in business for 50 years, I think that there's points where you feel like this is great. And wow, I'm so overwhelmed right now. And for me, it's just about what can I, if something doesn't work, what can I put in? What systems can I create so that the next time I try that, it's better? And getting feedback from people and being open-minded too. So asking your clients, does what worked for you? What did you feel like you had the most results? What would make this a better experience? How can I be more, even more effective? Mm -hmm. I think being in that constant inquiry and not taking it personally. Cause I think sometimes you're like, people are like, Oh, you don't like my work or, you know, you're telling me I could do this better. But instead of coming from that mindset, but just becoming from a mindset of I'm awesome, but like I can always be better and I can always learn and grow and everyone's going to have different styles of how they want to be approached and, and how they want programs to go and things like that. So one, being open to never giving up, just show up like consistently. I remember one time um, I was invited to speak at an event in L.A., literally a couple days before the event happened because a speaker had gotten sick and canceled and I was invited to speak and that day and I had just broken up with the guy that I was dating. I really just wanted to cry under the covers, which I did do on that Monday. But mm -hmm. on, that, on that Tuesday, I got up, got, my business. got myself organized, packed my suitcase. And on that Wednesday morning, I was on a flight to LA and I walked in, changed my clothes in the bathroom of the hotel, walked into that room and was like, all right, we're on, let's do this. Because there's always going to be things that come up. And if we let those things hold us back from getting to our goals, everything's just going to hold us back. You know, the, what they say, the way that you do one, uh, one thing is how you do everything or something like that, you know? So everything's not going to be perfect. Things are going to come up. You just got to keep showing up, keep working at it, look to see how you can improve and not be stuck in like, Oh, I'm not the best at this. Like what can you do to be better every day? Mm -hmm. I love that because, um, I love the part you mentioned about, you know, Oh, I, because they told me this or they gave me this feedback. I suck. Or like, you don't like my work, but I think that the strongest 
people always accept critique. Like when people message me and they're like, oh, I can't wait to check out the podcast. I always tell them like, take a listen and send me feedback. Like I want this to keep getting better. So, I mean, no one ever sends me feedback. (laughs) If you're listening to this, send me feedback. Um, But the, the point being that I always ask for it because I want to continue um, shaping this into something that will be better and evolving over time. But I wanted to ask you if you could share more about the five-step framework that you incorporate into your work with your clients. So I have five guiding principles and these are the, the things that everyone needs to know. You know, I'll position it as These are the things you need to know for Instagram, but quite frankly, it works across all platforms. Instagram is just this hot thing right now, and so we talk about it from that aspect, and I do focus a lot on Instagram, and but I do focus a lot on LinkedIn, and so the the first thing of having, you know, good marketing is having a plan. You know, if you don't have a plan in any area of your life, it's not going to succeed. You can't have all of the things stuck in your head. You need to have it written down. You need to have your goal set. You need to figure out, like, I can't tell you today I want to have, you know, 500 new clients because that's just not realistic because I haven't worked that. I haven't worked back and taken a look at how much is is it going to cost me to get those 500 clients today? What do I actually need people like I need a team. I couldn't be just doing that all alone. Mm-hmm. What are the steps? And so your plan needs to have your goals clear and concise. It needs to have your, your whole plan out showing up consistently. You know, that's not just in the game of life. It's in the game of social media, showing up consistently, having quality content, having your content calendar and planning this out in advance mm-hmm. because you know, we can sit there and waste three hours on social media and not really have accomplished anything. And we just start going off and like down the rabbit hole. But when you have your content planned out, it's on point. Like it, you have the graphics done, you have the copy done, you've already researched your hashtag, you're promoting what you need to promote. You are utilizing different, you know, holidays, things like that. And you're creating your content. It just makes it so much easier than wondering, what am I going to post today? So one, your plan to show up consistently and with that quality content. Three, know who your target demographic is. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that I work with that at the beginning, I'm like, so who is your target demographic? And they're like, oh, women. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Great. So let's figure out, you know, who that is. You know, yeah demographic 70% of my clients are probably women maybe 65 60% but that being said I don't just say all women because you know they have to be a business owner they have to work in marketing and branding and you know it's a very specific person and so when you know exactly who your target demographic is it's easier for you to create the messaging around that it's easier for you to create the graphics around that because you know who you're, who's gonna, who you need to um, have resonate with that. Mm-hmm. They're going to be attracted to it right away. Yeah, exactly. And then having your sales and marketing funnel. So people think, oh yeah, I'm going to have awesome social media and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm going to get lots of different followers and sales. But what are you doing to entice people to leave social media, to go to your websites, to sign up to your things? What freebies do you have? 
And how are you following up? You know, they always say sales is in the follow up. So yes, marketing is to attract people and to convert them, but there needs to be that sales process implemented in there. Without that sales process, without that follow-up, you know, you just have a bunch of followers on social media. It takes people seven to 12 times of seeing a brand and learning about that to brand to even make a decision to purchase. We're inundated with so much content, you know, whether it be on our phone, our computer, our social media, on the TV, our emails, you know, people in our lives, at our jobs, there's so much coming at us at all times. We need, we forget about things. We forget about a brand, but if you're staying on top of mind, people are like, when they have that need, they're like, oh yeah, I remember that person. Oh yeah, let me connect with that person. You know, I have people that come out of the woodwork. I might have not even spoken to them in like five years and they're like, oh, hey, I saw what you're doing. That's awesome. Like, I love that. Oh, I'm looking to start a business, you know, um, as a part-time thing and I might, you know, quit my day job and do this. And I've been looking at your content, you know, cause you're giving me ideas and it's like, Whoa, I haven't talked to you in years, but I'm yeah. staying. I'm my people know what I do, my personal brand story. And then the next thing is engage, build community, build networks, stay in contact with people. You know, people like to buy from people that they know, trust and like. Mm-hmm. And so, if you build your communities and you're supporting people, I'll give people referrals for no reason, just because I'm like, oh, you need to meet this person. It's going to help your business or you guys should connect because you're doing something kind of similar. And I think you could be good collaboration partners or you can run ideas off or, oh, my friend, she'll be great fit for your podcast. You know, it's just about connecting people because when you do good things for people, people remember you. And it's not that you're doing good things for them for that reason, but it's like people will remember you. And when somebody needs something that you do, they'll refer you just because they're like, oh yeah, that person's cool. They're good at what they do. And they're down to like support me. And, you know, they're always connecting people. So on social media in particular, engaging with people, like, you know, we met. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, in the middle of COVID where you can't meet people, it's like, okay, let's see who we can connect with and setting up, you know, my virtual teas is a way for us to like actually humanly connect. You know, people think, oh, I'm just going to post things and I'm going to have a sales catalog and I'm just going to keep selling it. And that's just not what people want to do. It's a whole new, I mean, that I think a lot of people that are maybe Gen, Gen X that's what they're accustomed to, that catalog kind of sale. And they're, they're in-person relationship building. But you can have that in-person relationship building virtually now. And you know, with COVID, that's kind of what we've all been forced to do, regardless if you yeah. like. Yeah, and I think it's also, I love how you mentioned, I, I've heard this on Clubhouse too, and I wrote it down. I'm like, post-it, sticky, no obsessed. But I wrote down that it takes up to 12 times for someone to be exposed to you, your brand, your your product, to consider buying. And I was like, it just every time I hear it, it's like crazier. But on top of that, even if they reach those 12 times and they don't buy, 
I love that you looped back and you were like, people I haven't connected with in years are coming back to buy. So I love that, you know, I think we become so obsessed with the immediate, like, oh, let me check how many sales I made today. How many sales today, this week, this month. But it's like, just sit, hold on tight. You know what you're doing is the right way and you're sending your message and your product is of value. Like just give it a second because who knows, maybe they'll come, you know, in six months, in, in a year. Um, so I really love that. And I love that you spoke about community because it segues into my next question, which is uh, the brand boutique elite mastermind. What, what kind of conjured up this idea in this community that you decided very recently to create and curate, which I'm a part of, I have been slammed at work, so I've been missing out, but um, tell me, tell me more about that. Well, that was one of my kind of let's, how do we move forward in COVID? And it was definitely one of my, the beginning of COVID when we realized that, okay, we're on lockdown and we have to come up with new ways to navigate the marketplace. And I always wanted to have a community and I was supposed to speak at four different events every single month in, in 2020. I got to talk about to do busy girl. <laughs> well, you know, that didn't happen. I got to do yeah. that in January, January and February I did. Okay. And then March. Yeah. By March Dunzo. Yeah, March 19th or March 20th, I was supposed to speak at an event in Miami and I was actually in Medellin. Um, and on the 19th, I flew, I had my connect, I was flying back to Miami on the 19th. And instead of staying in Miami and going to that event, it was canceled. Obviously, I flew back to Boston and was like, all right, I guess I'm home. I guess I'm inside. I guess I'm not leaving these walls. <laughs> so I was like, what can I create? And so I wanted to create this this community and there was other projects that I was working on and the brand boutique elite mastermind is a place for entrepreneurs to come and feel supported and give support. It's a community where we share what we do and we also get to ask questions. We mm-hmm. can utilize it as a focus group. You know, if you are launching a product or you are like, you know, this is the product. How do you think I can make this better? What would you be interested in? It's a place for you to get the feedback as well as give feedback to others. And when you're sharing from your area of expertise, people are now seeing more about what you do. They're learning more about you. They're becoming more comfortable with you. And the group is is about showing up consistently and building those relationships. You know, it's nice. It's only been going on for two months now, but it's nice to see people getting on each other's podcasts, people getting on each other's events, people collaborating, working together. So that client, you know, they're becoming each other's clients. They're referring. And so it's, I wanted to create, and I'm always meeting all these people. And instead of having to be like, you need to meet this one and this one and this one, I'm like, just come to this group. And you can meet all of the people. It's like a virtual coffee shop and just everyone is linking up. Yeah, yeah, I I loved it. Um, when I was in there, I was like taking notes, like names, like what they do, their business, like their specialty, because just from that experience, I was like, wow, these are like some really, really, really legit and awesome people, like just so much talent in one web room here. (laughs) So I encourage any listeners, you know, if it sounds like it's up your alley, definitely check it out. Um, and we'll see you on there because 
I've been missing out. Like, I'm like, oh, I need to get back on. Like, geez. Um, but I love that it's, it comes down to um, creating a natural and organic community, but on top of that, creating opportunities. So I just love that. I love everything about the, um, the mastermind. And if, and if anybody do, does want to um, sign up, we allow guests to come on for two times to see if it's a good fit for them. You know, all of the guests that even if they show up one time, they still make connections. Um, but it really is about giving and getting. Mm-hmm. And that's why I want but I like to give people the opportunity to show up and have two times to see if it's a good fit for them, see if they want to put it in their calendar and they can find and sign up for it on my Instagram, on the link in my bio and my Instagram's at I, the letter I, media exposure. Awesome. So check it out, guys. It sounds or just shoot Farhana a DM. Ask her more questions. Like this is all about finding what's the best fit for you. So definitely find her over on Instagram. I want to take a turn a little bit for a fun little turn. Uh, outside of all of your marketing and branding work you do with your clients, you also help with photo shoot production. So you kind of got a little creative director vibes under your belt, right? So I actually just did a brand shoot this weekend. I was like, maybe Farhana can you know enlighten us because I'm sure a lot of the people in listeners um are prepping up for branding shoots because i me as a creator i'm always like oh, i have nothing to post like i look i have i have nothing i have nothing to post um if you had any tips for you know a successful photo shoot or how to best um support your brand when you are investing that time in a photo shoot which most likely is like what an hour an hour and a half so any tips you may have So there's a couple of things that I always do with my clients to have a successful photo shoot that provides us with what we need. So one is creating um, a photo shoot list. Mm-hmm. That means going in and you can even go from stock imagery to other people's pages, to websites, to catalogs and create a whole shot list. So say you have an hour and a half and you're like, I'm going to get 12 shots from this. There's different poses, you know, as a business owner, we're not models, so we, you know, I'm absolutely I, not. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not. I'm, I'm pretty awkward too, but like <laughs> I will look at different like poses and shot lists and I'll be like, okay, so I need some, I need a picture of the side of my head where you can see my profile, the computer screen and my hands, mm-hmm. you know, as an image because that I'm on the computer all day. Working. So you think about, yeah, a couple of your 12 shots. So find those and then think about if you're doing things, if you need website images where you have to be on one third of the page and then you have two thirds of the page or the photo that's blank space. So you can write the writing on there, you know, whatever things you want to think about what you need the content for, create the shot list, then make sure that you have clothing that matches your branding and hard sometimes yeah it's definitely hard um i kind of will find things and you should see my next photo shoot i'm gonna have some i have this gold sequin jacket with gold like um bell bottoms and then this other beautiful i can't wait to this shoot and to show you um maybe i can't wait to see that (laughs) You come with me. I would um, love to. I will shadow you and carry around all your clothes. Well, I'm only going to do two looks maybe and just kind of mix it around. 
Um, but plan your outfits out, make mm -hmm. sure that they look good on you because something can look awesome on a catalog, but just may not fit your body type or, you know, there's different proportions. Generally one good thing to do is for necklines, especially cause a lot of photo shoot stuff will be of the front of you. Mm -hmm. Necklines are important. So you take the top of your head and you go like this. So if that's the point where you should have a balance, so either be a necklace if you have a higher yeah. Or have like the shape. So you, it mirrors. And that's like a really cool tip when you're doing photos to have something that mirrors um, your face so that everything's aligned and focused, but there's also enough space. And so that's one tip. And when you're buying necklaces to use that trick. Yeah, I was going to say accessorizing. Yeah. And then, you know, doing things where you can switch a shirt. You know, it's like I have my clients you know, wear a blue shirt and then, then a green shirt. And I'm like, okay, take off your shirt, put on the shirt. And now it's like, we're in a whole new day. Yeah. So try to be versatile with it. So shot list, pick out the clothes ahead of time, make sure that they look good on like your body type and for photos. Cause it won't always, some things that need movement to it also mm -hmm. won't look good at a photo. Then have a good photographer, good editing, make sure that you have your content calendar planned out and like, you know, okay, I have to do a photo shoot for Valentine's, I have to do some Valentine's day posts, or, you know, maybe I want to do a president's day thing, or maybe it's national hot fudge Sunday day. And you know, my clients love that. We do bring Zoom the Hershey's meetings. with me to the shoot. Yeah. And so doing yeah. things like you know, getting fun props, like you can go on to like Amazon or go to Target and get like cute props that will enhance like your, your photos. So those are kind of like the main tips. I think a lot of people don't great. think about the clothing. I also come from a background of like being in fashion styling. Yeah. So it's just some super easy for me, but it's not... So I'll go and shop for my clients. I'll go online shop for them and be like, okay, here's your Pinterest board. Here are all the pieces. Pick what you like. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes if you start with a simple like um, base, so like a t-shirt and like jeans and then throw on a blazer and then you can like play around with it for like this like business casual look and all these things. The shoot I just had this week, I thought I was, I was envisioning like all these blazer looks and then ultimately I like, I didn't use a blazer at all. Um, so then I realized like, that's not even the vibe I'm going for. Like right now I'm working from home. I, you know, like, I'm not trying to portray the image of like, you know, boss mom, like, no, like I'm in hoodies and I'm comfy and cozy and like, you know, I'm your glow friend. So I was like, I don't need a blazer. So blazers went out the window, <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, well, first of all, I want to thank you because everything you've talked about today is straight up gold but I want to ask you what is your glow tip for the listeners today glow tip show up consistently think about how you're planning out your day and your content and how you're presenting yourself you know you if it doesn't look professional what if you're putting stuff online that doesn't look professional that's what people are going to think of you mm -hmm. So it's almost better to not do something rather than it look like a hot mess. Because just think about if you, everyone listening, just think about if you were going to purchase from a brand, like you're not purchasing, 
something even something simple about like dresses you're not going to put like buy a dress from a brand that you see on social media that their things look like a hot mess you're going to purchase from the people that actually take the time to have a professional image also share your story share authentically and i think you know a lot of people have hesitation about sharing obviously you don't need to share everything because that's just too much but like you know it share your knowledge share your expert advice because without you sharing people there's a missing like you have a contribution to the world by sharing your gifts and what you have going on and so don't get caught up and we all do this get caught up on what this person's gonna think and that person's gonna think. And regardless if you're killing it or you're failing, people are gonna say good and bad things anyways. Mm -hmm. So don't let anyone dull your shine. Yes, John snaps. Uh, <laughs> when you said the thing about um, the dress or like shopping online, I thought of like a restaurant, like let's say like, oh, I'm starving, like I wouldn't wanna go eat somewhere. Like you're not gonna pull up to like the sketchy Chinese restaurant, like unless you've already been there, like a really, really like um, loyal client and you're like, you know, that's your community spot. But like the, uh, the outer appearance of how you present everything really is like in the drop of a dime is a deal breaker. Um, so that I thought about restaurants, like, yeah, well, like, sure. like that's exactly what I do for restaurants. If I go to a new place, I'll do a Google search. Like say I want sushi. I'm going to do that Google search and I'm going to look at those pictures. They're going to give you 10 options that are like within a mile radius of you or a couple miles radius of you and we all do this we all scroll through and the places Gotta that pull up the yelp yeah the yelp like the places that ha look like their food's fresh they have good quality photos they have good reviews and that's for every business you know people make that assumption none of us are going to go to the sushi place where it's like oh that tuna's looking a little not colored mm -hmm. right we're going to be like oh that tuna looks real fresh and, and good like let's go to that spot Absolutely. And to wrap up, I wanted to ask you, what is your glow accessory? Something you can't be without? Um, well, I would say my phone. <laughs> Even when, so I'll go on vacation for a couple of days, generally around major holidays, and I won't interact with the world so even if i post stuff on my story and sometimes i'll just go radio silent where i won't post anything for a couple of days because Sometimes right. you just need to recharge. You just can't, you now you just need to be away from it. Um, but I'll always take pictures. I always, you know, will be like, oh, that will be a beautiful thing. And I'm always collecting content. So instead of having to use stock imagery, like I can just go through my phone and I'm like, oh, I have tons and tons of photos. I love that. And to wrap up, where can the listeners find you? And what is one thing you want to crush in your business in 2021? So 2021, I would like to have an amazing group where I have like a community of people that are just supporting one another and growing business together. Um, I really am committed to like building community and being a contribution and supporting people. Um, so I really want that to grow and be something really phenomenal. And everyone can find me on any social media platform, you know, Instagram's my fave, but I'm on Clubhouse now. Um, but uh, at iMediaExposure, 
you can go find me anywhere. I also offer complimentary 20 minute brand strategy calls. If you have questions about any of my products or if you wanna know more about the masterminds or if you just want me to take a look at your social media and, and give you kind of like a overview of things that you can do to make it better, I'd be more than happy to help and that link to set up a call is on my Instagram as well. Well, on my website. So anywhere at iMedia Exposure. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Farhana, thank you so much for joining me. This was so fun. It felt like an extension of our virtual tea time. <laughs> but everyone, definitely be sure to check her out and see you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Glove Effect podcast. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you love this episode, please share with your friends and family and tell them to check out the glow up effect. Lastly, if you don't already, please check me out on Instagram at the glow up effect.